Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to That Movie List podcast. I am your host, the man of many podcasts, Ben White, and joining me is my co-host and a man who prefers his eggs Easter to scrambled. It's Dave. How are you, Dave? I'm good, thank you. I do I prefer my eggs Easter. I made an assumption there. I've, we've never had an egg-based conversation in our lives, but I made an assumption. We haven't, but no, I think you're probably right. I do prefer Easter to scrambled, but I'd probably say I prefer fried to Easter. Interesting. I can't be doing with poached eggs because you lose too much of the uh, egg white on a poached egg. For my liking, I like to get my, my money's worth out of each egg. You're listening to Egg Chat with Ben and <laughs> There's a podcast. Oh. Co- coming soon, folks. <laughs> I mean, I hate eggs of all kind except chocolate. Yeah. Do you have a favourite favorite chocolate egg, Dave? Easter. But like a chocolate brand, do you have a favourite chocolate brand egg? <laughs> They're all no? good. They're no, all, good. all good. Okay, I'm not fair first. enough. Yeah, all right. I, fi- I find the chocolate in egg form very similar to the chocolate in bar form. You're being controversial here. <laughs> fridged, fridged Easter egg. I definitely have to release this around Easter, don't I? Because this in April, this, is, this in uh, August is going to be random, isn't it? It will be weird, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was also thinking: Are we the only? Are we going to be the only? And are we the only thing in the world that's doing an Easter special? Apart from churches, the church. What yeah. else do Easter specials <laughs> exactly? <laughs> like you never see, you know, on tonight's Ca- East End Easter special. Yeah, I suppose Cabra's doing Easter special. Yep. Yeah. Um, bakers. Hot cross buns. Mm-hmm. You can get yeah. hot cross buns all year round. You can, but they're blasphemous uh, any time apart from Easter. They're they're pretty blasphemous at Easter, to be completely frank with you. (laughs) If anything, they're more blasphemous at Easter. Sorry, you eat eat buns with what on the top? (laughs) This is taking a weird turn, hasn't it? It has, yeah. Easter chat. Okay, so our top five list for this episode to celebrate Easter... And all that chocolatey goodness. We're looking at the top five movie Easter eggs. Dave, what's a movie Easter egg? Well, I struggled a little bit because I Easter Easter isn't a popular time of the year for like, setting a film. They very rarely make any references to the celebration or the the food stuff. So, yeah, I, I really struggled with this list. I know what you're doing, and it's not funny. That was almost my quiz, and I had to scrap it. My quiz was going to be film set at Easter, and you're exactly right. It's really hard. I went down that list and went, God, no one sets a film at Easter. That's the weirdest, like, Christmas, open your doors. Thanksgiving, absolutely. There's more. I I found more films set in Groundhog Day than I did in (laughs) Easter Day. There's not even any passive Easter films where it's just sort of like, coincidental that it's easter and it's just going on and everyone's you don't have that controversial on. question do you is you know is is die hard three an easter film or just a normal <laughs> film it's not 
Yeah. <laughs> it's not a thing. That, that, there's a top five. <laughs> top five film set at Easter. They definitely mm. ain't. So that scrapped our quiz for later. That's not what was happening. Because I thought, oh, this would be clever, this. Film set at Easter. I found one. It's called The Passion of the Christ. <laughs> we could eat that an hour on that. Yeah. <laughs> Mel Gibson managed to. Right, okay. Um, Easter eggs in movies, when you're not looking, thinking about chocolate, what, what are they really, Dave? Well, I'm, I'm I'm a little bit worried that you're asking me this because you should have you should have probably heard of these already, and hopefully you've prepared a top five. But Ben, top Easter eggs in in movies are essentially essentially little nods to other things or fan um, fan tributes, things like that, where you just there's something in the film that doesn't have any relevance to the film necessarily, but it's there to make people go, huh, that's cool or um, for people to look out for if they find out about them in advance and people to go hunting for as well. Absolutely, which is part of where the name comes from. It's the idea of an Easter egg hunt, finding something that's that's hidden in there just for the fans and for those people like me when you're in the cinema with your wife to go, oh, do you see that? And your wife goes, no. Okay. And then <laughs> you try and explain it to her on the way home afterwards and she doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So yeah, so fan nods, hidden things like that. How did you find making this list? Uh, it's good. Um, I I know normally I try not to do any sort of research into it, um, but for this one, I felt because I'm I, because I don't care enough. I know I know a very few Easter eggs off uh, the top of my head. So. Um, I only knew of one of these before I did my research. So this was an educational experience for me doing my research. And I had lots of moments where I went, huh, and then moved on. That's the perfect Easter egg sound. Mm. That's the perfect movie Easter egg sound is, huh. Yeah. And followed by, that's clever. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So um, that worries you... me that we've got the same top five. Probably, yeah, probably. But I've uh, gone for some that I think are very clever, some that I was like straight off the top of my head going yep. for. And I would be very surprised. I, I don't know if we're going to have the same top, top one, but I think my number one has got to be in your top five. Yeah. So we'll see. Now, um, I suppose that kind of answers my question. Did you have any like criteria for Easter egg? Like the cleverest, the better? How do you rank them? Um. I went for one, well, not really, no. I went for ones that I think have a rewatch value in some of them. My, my top two have rewatch value where you can go back and watch and go, oh, yeah, through them, which is good. Yeah. But, and, and the others I thought were just quite cool. Yeah. There's no other way around it, really. I had, yeah. I had to be very careful not to end up with the same sort of Easter egg every time. Right. There's a whole franchise I just had to pretty much leave alone. Is it, is it Pixar? It's not Pixar. Pixar didn't make it, to be fair. Ooh. But Pixar, there is a very notable Easter egg in Pixar that was in my top five for a bit but got kicked out. Ooh. So quite like that. So I quite like the Pixar. We might even talk about that one afterwards anyway because there are some really cool ones that didn't make the list. Um, yeah. Just to kind of, as a random point, these aren't massively spoilers, 
and one of my Easter eggs is a spoiler. But they're not spoilers yes. as much as stuff to look out for. Yeah, that's it. One of mine is a spoiler as well. But I don't think it... Yeah, they, you're right. They don't spoil the film necessarily. They just... One of mine does. One of mine spoils... Would spoil the film if you're watching. Mine's purely for rewatch value. Okay. Um, but the rest are just... If you're watching, look out for this thing. Right, okay. But then I don't know, because sometimes it's better if you find the Easter egg yourself, isn't it? <sighs> Yeah, but I, I I never do, so I need people <laughs> people to record podcasts about them. Well, there you go then. Yeah, that's fair. So, you know, you, you, hopefully, if we've really done well, you'll have 10 brand new Easter eggs. Yeah. Probably more this, like you've got seven, but we'll yeah, six or seven. But uh, yeah, this is this sort of this content, this next 40 minutes of content is going to be perfect pub banter when when we're all allowed back into uh back into pubs and yeah perfect sort of first date chat where there's that sort of silence and you just go did you know and then they walk out but that's what this content yes because i've listened to episode 25 of that movie list podcast (laughs) and then you bond over that because that's what we're doing we're bringing people together probably (laughs) Yeah. Um, did you go first last time or did me? Did uh, I think, did you? Um, I, I think you went first, so I'm going to go first this week. Sounds good. So my number five is a film that I enjoy, and I don't think we've mentioned very often on this podcast. Okay, it's probably none of mine then. <laughs> go on. I've gone for, in the film, Twister. Oh, nice. So classic Helen Hunt. <laughs> Careful. Yeah. Movie okay. um, where she basically goes around chasing tornadoes. It's a, it's an underrated twisters. movie that it's an underrated it is, film. Yeah. That. That's it a is. classic Sunday afternoon. That is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. watching the film, not chasing twisters. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But I, it's a, it's a good film. And this is, this is another one of those where I went, huh, as I was uh, reading it. So in Twister, there's some nice nods back to the Wizard of Oz. Why? And the Twister in that. Oh. Okay, yeah. There you go. I was faux shocked, Dave. That didn't work. That didn't work, did it? That was my classic acting. You, the, the look you gave me was, what are you doing? Which is fair enough. I'd reel you in. Yeah. Uh, so in, the, in Twister, Helen Hunt's character has a flashback to when she was a child. And she has a dog, just like Toto. Ah, uh, and when uh, just as a just one of the twisters is about to land and go through uh, one of the characters' houses on the TV is a Judy Garland film. Oh, that's quite clever, that. Which is quite nice. So yeah, again, it's two completely incidental things that are nice and subtle, but perfect things to be drawn out uh, as Easter eggs. So yeah, there you go. Number five, my twisters nods to the Wizard of Oz. I do like that you could proper go back and watch this now and pay attention to these things. Yeah. Proper, because you're right, it doesn't ruin the film whatsoever, but it's just proper, and it is, it's kind of like our What's My Name Again feature at the end. You just turn to the person next to you and go, that's a Judy Garland movie on that TV. <laughs> and they go, so? We're oh, not going to pick Judy Garland's uh, What's Her Name Again. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Um, What's your number five? You've got my number five. You must have my number five. 
My, my number five is the film Ready Player One. No, I've not got that. No? No. And I've, I've just gone everything in Ready Player One. I was going to say, has that got any Easter eggs in it? Oh, just, just everything in Ready Player One. The whole film's a friggin' Easter egg. So mm. for people that don't know about Ready Player One, um, there is a computer program called The Oasis that everyone in, in society kind of plugs themselves into and they can pick whatever avatar they want and they can do all sorts of tasks and take part in all sorts of different worlds. And it is mainly pretty much 80s pop culture. And just the way it's made means you've got loads of really cool 80s pop culture in the foreground where you're watching and the action and the characters, but there is so much stuff in the background that you could watch it five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times, and you will still find something brand new every single time you watch it. And it's that just it's just the epitome of what an Easter egg is. I mean, the the word Easter egg is used in the film. The whole thing is about Easter eggs and finding Easter eggs and hunting for things anyway. But just, you know, the amount of different and I was I it just one of those black holes you can go down like down the internet is Easter eggs in Ready Player One where you just loads Mm. of Oh, I didn't realise I was in there and oh that's really clever and that's really clever. The one to search for is Steven Spielberg Easter eggs in Ready Player One. Because I read about right, okay. this today. With all like and, Jurassic Park and things like that. And yeah, that. so he allowed Jurassic Park because, you know, T-Rex isn't really his thing. So you know, yep. the T-Rex wasn't really from Jurassic Park, it was just a T-Rex. Um, the DeLorean such a key part of the book that that had to be in there. The executive mm-hmm. produces Back to the Future. But that's all he would allow. He said, I'm, I'm not, you're not allowed to have any other Steven Spielberg things in there. So the crew... And the people making the movie, even the digital effects people, made it their mission to sneak Steven Spielberg stuff in that film underneath (laughs) his nose. Down to things like there is a book in the real world that is Schindler's Ark, the Schindler's List book that that film is based on, got snuck in there and that made it in. There is, I think there's a gremlin in the background of one of the scenes that Spielberg caught in the digital effects that would have been too much effort to remove. So he went fine you can you can keep that one in but there were loads <laughs> where he that actively was removing stuff and getting stuff out of there and taking stuff out because obviously the 80s is him that's it's iconic for his movies so yeah yeah if you're watching ready player one i'd recommend watch the first way around just watch it i love the film i think it's a brilliant movie i know people like you you love the book don't you dave and that yeah altered your love of the film i think it did yeah yeah but I- then Go back and watch it a second time and find all the Easter eggs because there's loads. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I thought that would easily be in your list. Well, no, that's that's very on brand for you. So rather than just picking an Easter egg, you've picked a film, which is great. <laughs> yeah, I knew you'd have a problem with that, but I, I'll put it at number five because it's not it's purely an Easter egg. So I'll put it at five. You're that's not going to be happy with me number four either, to be completely frank. But let's move we'll forward. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my number four is, uh, it's one that we've felt we spoke about fairly recently, I think, and it's in Captain America, Winter Soldier. Oh, I know the Easter egg. This was in my okay. top five. It got kicked out. Okay. Yeah, I like this one just because it's uh, it's quite a nice little nod. And it's, it's a Simon L. Jackson Easter egg. And on Nick Fury's gravestone is a quote from Ezekiel. 2517, which is the same uh, passage of the Bible that Simon L. Jackson's character reads from in Pulp Fiction. It's that classic, 
the path of the righteous man, quote. He's beset on both sides, Mark. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he delivers it in a similar sort of way to me, and yeah, that that's on his gravestone. And I thought that was uh, that was a nice little touch. Did you spot that the first time round? No. See, I remembered that one. I spotted. I remember spotting that the first time round, thinking that's very cool. Yeah, I remember that. I I do remember that Easter egg the first time round. It Um, makes you wonder whether they're the same person. (sighs) Is Nick Fury the same guy as the guy in Pulp Fiction? See that for me is. Nick Fury's a fan of Quentin Tarantino, surely. <laughs> possibly, yeah. Possibly. Maybe that's it. Pulp Fiction is Nick Fury's great favourite film. That makes sense. That makes more sense. They may, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that, that guy looks just like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's cool. I don't think yeah. it's actually a Bible verse. Is it not? I don't I think I think it might be one of those things that like Quentin Tarantino's written it, but I don't know if it's actually a Bible verse. If he's just, I'm going to pad now while he furiously types in, is that quote from Pulp Fiction a Bible verse? Uh, no, it's a proper quote. Is it? From the Bible? Yeah, from the Bible. Ezekiel, there's a book of, it. Oh, probably is a book of Ezekiel. I mean, the amount we've ribbed on religion at the very beginning of this, it's no surprise that uh, I'm not a church-going man myself. <laughs> I will execute terrible vengeance against them to punish them for what they have done. And when I have infected my when I, when I've inflicted my revenge, they will know that I am the Lord. I think it's been changed then. I think because that's not what he says. I reckon there's a Pulp Fiction version. Maybe. I think that's what's happened. But anyway, yeah. So very cool Easter egg. There you go. Yeah. So there's your my number four. What's your four? I've got two films at number four. Of course you have. But only because their Easter eggs are the same. Okay. Now this is spoilers. This is the one that is absolute spoilers. Okay. Was that your last one, the absolute spoilers one? No. No. <laughs> so the no. bit where, <laughs> bit where you spoil a character's death in a film. Everyone knows he comes back. Well, they do now. <laughs> Double spoilers, ladies and gentlemen. Oh well, uh, if if you're listening to this and you haven't watched the Avengers series, then you've had plenty of spoilers. So that's that is that is fair. Though there might be people. This is a first time. Listen, Dave. 20, there's twenty. There's twenty four other episodes of goodness for you folks. If you yeah. this is the first time, listen. Feel free to go back and explore. Yeah. Top five movie deaths is the only one I ever remember. Right then, um, my last one, my last one, number four, not my last one. What I'm talking about. Number four is The Godfather and The Departed. Right. Okay. I've got The Departed is higher up. Okay. We'll come back to it then. Okay. Your number three. My number three. It's Toy Story. You've gone for it, have you? Yep. Gone for Toy Story. Not a fan of the films. This is Easter egg filled as well. Oh, there's loads of them. Yeah, there's loads of them. Mine, I've gone for a few Easter eggs, but around the same theme. Okay. So I've gone for the Easter eggs about Sid. Yes. The bully. Yep. So this this is the one I knew. So, Sid is the bully in the first Toy Story. He certainly is. And then he makes an appearance in Toy Story 3 as a bin man. He certainly does. Um, and the one I didn't know about, he also turns up in Coco. He is one of the, one of the people. Don't say Mexico. Yep. He's one of the dead people in the band uh, on the stage in Coco. 
which is quite cool. That's random, isn't it? Yeah. So I enjoyed that one. And then also there's there's all the there's a whole subset of uh, Easter eggs in Toy Story about The Shining, which I didn't realise. Yeah, I read a little bit about that. Yeah. So and one of them was about Sid's carpet is in uh, in his bedroom is the same as in The Shining. There you go. That's a good Easter. So, yeah, My favourite Pixar one is that is that all the Pixar you got? Yes. My favourite Pixar one's the Pizza Planet truck. Yep. That is then in loads of random films. So it's like the one that they managed to get the Pizza Planet truck in almost every... I don't know if they still do it, but they've pretty much got it in almost every film they've done, from like it being on the wrecked earth in Wally to being parked yeah. outside in Finding Nemo and, you know, all those kind of things. I think that one's dead clever. It's a takeaway thing generally because they've got this, they use the same Chinese takeaway as well. Do they really? Yeah, it's the same same um, logo on any any Chinese things. So they've got. Uh, I've got a yeah. lot of time for stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, and I, I think some of that is just saving on uh, animation fees. <laughs> like, we can just we don't have to design a Chinese box. So we'll just use this one. We don't have to design a pizza truck. We'll just use this one. Yeah, but then what you do is you fuel all the internet geeks, which yeah, I count myself among a bit of internet geekiness of like, oh, it must mean it's all in the same world. What's the what's yeah. the Pixar timeline, you know, and all the rest of it? So absolutely, there is a Pixar cinematic universe out there, Dave. There is. Someone just needs to find it. Yeah, it's not me though. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Do no. <laughs> right. What's your number three? I think my number three is going to be higher in your list. Okay. My number three is Indiana Jones. No, that isn't in my list. That was one of my honourable mentions. So it's Indiana Jones crossed with Star Wars. Yeah. So the first one is in Raiders of the Lost Ark when there's hieroglyphics on the wall and one of the hieroglyphics is R2-D2 and C-3PO. Really simple, really subtle, really random little nod. Love it. Think it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, And the second one is they go the restaurant in Temple of Doom that not restaurant, like the club in Temple of Doom that you start off in at the beginning is called Obi-Wan's. I didn't know that one. That one's yeah, good. I, that's what so just little touches, little subtle touches like that, I think, are absolutely great. So just I like those little tiny Easter eggs because they're absolutely for Star Wars fans, nothing else. The other yeah. kind of honorable mention, Indiana Jones Easter egg, we talked about last episode actually. I think it was last episode we talked about it, is the um the Ark of the Covenant in the final movie. That's a little Easter egg. No, no, dead, dead, and it's not very subtle, but just the fact yeah. that when that crate gets broken and you see the corner of the Ark of the Covenant, you know, and then there's yeah. another one that's, again, not very subtle, but just a nod for the other fans is where they're, um, they're going through the tomb in Last Crusade. They're going underneath the ground of Paris and he's looking at the walls of the different things and she looks at one and goes, what's that symbol? And he goes, that's the Ark of the Covenant. She goes, you sure? And he goes, believe me, I know. And it's just little little lines like that are just enough to to carry the series on. So Indiana yeah. Jones is full of these little Easter eggs, but I quite like the Star Wars ones. Spielberg does uh, does like an Easter egg. No, he does, doesn't he? He loves an Easter uh, egg. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Right. Your number two. So my number two, similar to my number one, it's one where you can you might notice it when you're watching it. But you can also go back and rewatch them and go, oh yeah, it's Fright Club. <laughs> this was an old mention for me, but yeah, go for it. Yeah, I I not noticed this when I've been watching it before, but I've seen 
sort of screen grabs of from the film as I've been looking up, looking it up. And there is a Starbucks coffee cup in almost every scene in that film. And apparently it's a bit of a nod from uh, the director, I think, or one of the one of the main crew members, um, where he he was highlighting the um, that Starbucks were everywhere all of a sudden when when this film got released. So apparently Starbucks would let him they'd let him have the coffee cups, and they gave him all those for the for the movie. But they wouldn't let him nay blow up a Starbucks coffee shop in the scene where a coffee shop blows up. So, reason. It is absolutely what it is. Absolutely. Ah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's a great I didn't know that. That's incredible. But yeah, the coffee cups in every in almost every scene. Starbucks coffee cup in almost every scene. Yeah. That's a perfect Easter egg. Yeah. That's a perfect go back, find it, watch it. You know, that's almost a distracting one, that. Yeah. I haven't seen pause it. We we we're not leaving the scene until I found the Starbucks coffee <laughs> cup. It's one of those. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It really is. It, it's not in every scene, but most scenes apparently it makes it in. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It is They're very clever. Right, you're two. Boxing fans, you don't want dull stats, you don't want so-called experts, you want a boxing podcast by fans for the fans, you want From the Canvas, a boxing podcast you'd make with your boxing mates but don't have to because we have From the Canvas, download or stream wherever you get your podcasts. My number two it's almost it had to be in there. It's almost one that that I couldn't do a list and and not have it in. And the Easter egg's more of a person across films than just one Easter egg in one movie. And my number two is is Stan Lee. Right. Okay. Yeah. Just it gets a lot more obvious at the, in the last films. So the last few yeah. films, it's just openly it is Stan Lee because the last few films, particularly the ones around his death and after his death. Are a celebration of it, Stan Lee. Yeah. But it's the ones right at the very beginning. It's the ones where you, you, if you weren't a fan of Marvel, you know, when you first watch Iron Man, when you first watch Hulk, when you first watch these movies, you just wouldn't know who he is. Yeah. And it is perfectly for the fans like me going, oh, Stan, there he is. You know, and it's one of those. And then you get to the point midway through of going, mm-hmm. what's it going to be? Like, when is the Stan Lee cameo going to happen? Because you know it's going to happen. You know he's going to be in there. So it's just about finding it at that point. And going, oh, there it is. There's the Stan Lee. And the way they manage then to, in- to to involve him and make it a lot more obvious but comical at the same time. So you've got the Tony Stank scene in uh, Civil War, is it? I think Tony Stank. Mm-hmm. And then you've got um, where... Tony Stark walks past him and thinks he's Earl, he- he's um, Earl, not Earl Hefner, he's uh, Hugh Hefner, and yeah. uh, he turns around and it's actually Stan Lee or the Deadpool ones where he's the DJ in a strip club. It's just these kind of little nods and stuff that are perfect. Yeah. And then you know the one in Captain Marvel's almost an Easter egg within an Easter egg when he's reading the script for More Rats, where he makes a cameo, which is the Kevin Smith movie. So yeah. it's obviously set in the nineties around the time he would be doing that scene in more rats. Mm-hmm. And it's just that extra added le- level and layer is, is brilliant. So these, you know, you almost couldn't, it's kind of like ready player one to a certain degree, but you almost couldn't do an Easter eggs, uh, list one without featuring Marvel for a start because Marvel, the Marvel's universe is so full of Easter eggs. It's yeah. so full of little nods and, and little moments that are purely for 
the comic book geeks like me to go, ah, nah, and then try and over-explain it to my wife who just doesn't care. She just wants to watch the movie, but I need to show how clever I am. Yeah. And then the Stan Lee ones, which I think, you, like I said, they, they got to the point where it's popular culture now. Everyone yeah. knows who Stan Lee is, and it'll be interesting to see how they manage to get him into any, uh, if they even try to get him in the future movies or, you know, putting little nods in there. That'd be quite sweet. So, uh, yeah, my yeah. number two, again, cheating a little bit, but it's Stan Lee in every Marvel movie. Yeah, so. nice shout. And that, those are those are the Easter eggs that uh, you said that there's lots in the earlier ones where it's for the movie geeks and the comic book geeks. The ones halfway through is where I start doing that to my wife in the <laughs> film and go, oh, it's Stan Lee. So there you go. The, the second half is for me. It's when, the, and then the third part of that is when my wife is turning to me and going, I know, before I even say it. Oh, that's, yeah, it's Stan, I know, it's Stan Lee, I know, I know who that is. Oh, all right, I'm fine, yeah, good, fine. Those, you're a fan now too, brilliant, okay, yeah. Ah, right, oh, Marvel ebbing away your uh, unique geekness. Well, it is, man, removing the geekiness. <laughs> so is, uh, can I guess your number two? Most yeah, go for number one. Yeah, I was going to say, get, my number two was quite an easy guess because I did it last last go round. All right, um, then what's your, num- what's your number one then? It's The Departed, Ben. Yeah, I've got The Departed slash The Godfather. So explain why you've got The Departed, Dave. What's the Easter egg in that? So the what's Easter spoilers? egg in this, I'm not sure it is a spoiler because it's something you can look out for or something you might notice. It's, it's definitely a spoiler. Do you think? All right, well, first of all, let's make sure we've got the same Easter egg. <laughs> okay, yeah, so... There's foreshadowing throughout the film of people that are going to die. And it's done by the characters appearing in a scene with an X or a cross in the background or in the scene somewhere. And that's the scene they're going to die in though, isn't it? It, it, I'm not sure it is every time. It means that it's, they're going to die at some point. And oh, see, I, only... thought they, I thought the scene they died... There was a cross in that scene. Don't think so. Okay, so it might I might be, be wrong. I might be wrong. The, but... Easter egg. the Easter egg is that there is a cross. A cross foreshadows the death of a character. Yeah. And the one in the Godfather is the orange fruit. Yeah. So it's it's the fact that any character. You mean oranges? A... Oranges, yeah. But I didn't <laughs> want to say orange, like because <laughs> orange, what... orange. So the fruit, the orange, is what I was trying to get at. Yeah, oh, what's probably. the name of it? That that that, that orange fruit. The carrot all right let's move on all right um yeah so so the orange (laughs) character eating an orange holding an orange whatever in the godfather dies in the godfather which is which is much more of a spoiler than the x i suppose because that could be any character in that scene but um yeah so it's quite a cool little foreshadowing is it it's quite a cool it's like like you said about the easter eggs it's it's one to hunt for and look for yeah no i i just think it's it's a really Again, it's an unnecessary thing. And yeah, it's just a really cool thing to add in. And I think it that one, things like that and the oranges epitomize Easter eggs. That's exactly what they're for. And they're also good because they lend themselves only to the movie genre or this visual genre. Like the books couldn't have Easter eggs in like that in the same way. I think I like the visual ones. I think they're cool. Yeah, and it's and it's one you hope you hope these are fan catches. Yeah, 
you know what I mean? Like it shouldn't be one. You shouldn't have a director afterwards going, "Did you see it? Did you see? Did you see? Did you see?" Or anyone else involved. It needs to be a fan. I mean, that's what's great about the internet. It needs to be a fan going, "Just a second. <laughs> Every single si- just. Oh my god, I've spotted something." And then put it on the internet and someone else going, nah, that's not true. I'm going to watch it and disprove you. <gasps> oh, my God, it's true. And then it just spreads. That's what yeah. I love about them too. And it's almost the Easter eggs before the internet are very clever. And mm. I've got some examples of that later when we do the quiz and stuff. But it's the internet's just made them even better and made these yeah. Easter eggs even even more like, accessible and, and noticeable. So, yeah. yeah. Very nice. good. So, right, what's your number one then? My number one's, one's an example of what I just said, actually. Example of an Easter egg before the internet. Wow. It's, it's very clever. It's one that, one that I think the internet has only just recently spotted. I'd never spotted it before, and I've seen this film loads of times. And I, it was spotted in, in a little internet video thing that went, went a little bit viral. I've only spotted the last couple of weeks. So whether it's been viral before, then I don't know. But it's, it's one that you look at it and go, that's just proper clever and it's a proper little easter egg that's never referred to that's not a big plot point and it's the perfect example and it's from the film back to the future okay and it's just a really simple thing um marty mcfly goes to meet doc in the car park of twin pines mall where they have the terrorists and they have the he gets in the delorean for the first time to escape the machine gun fire and he goes back in time and he goes back in time, obviously, to the same spot where the mall is. And as he goes back in time, he drives over one of the twin pines, the pine tree, and breaks it down in the guy's yard. And the guy shouts at him and rah, rah, rah. So then when he goes back to the future, back to the 1980s, and runs up to the mall, it's now called Lone Pine Mall. <laughs> because he's destroyed the pine when he went back in time. It's yeah. a perfect little Easter egg because it's never referenced. Yeah, It's, it's literally blink and you miss it it's literally someone going oh yeah it's the perfect epitome of you don't need to be a long-term fan you don't need to have read all the comics you don't need to have read the book you don't need to have done anything there it is purely a self-contained clever easter egg that makes perfect sense in the film it's in and what i love about it is it's one i think has only just been recently spotted i think it's one that or it's now making them more the mainstream spotted. You know, it is that perfect example of one that's probably gone a long way before anyone spotted it. So that's my number one, the, the Twin Pines to Lone Pines Mall in Back to the Future. Nice. And it, and it does lend itself to the question, how many others out there are out there that people just haven't spotted yet? It, I mean, must, be, yeah. it must be random as a director mm. to be on one and be going, I'll wait for it. I'll wait. Yeah. And then it's just never... Never. I mean, it happens. I, I know of occasions in like video games where people have done it mm. and they found Easter eggs in video games, which is probably more common. It's more of a common thing in video games. I think that's why it's such heavily in Ready Player One is these little hidden things in video games where you find these little things and de- developers afterwards have gone, finally, because that video yeah. game's about 15 years old. Finally, someone's done the right thing and hit the right combination, discovered it. Um, so it must be infuriating as a director to know it's in there. Yeah. Or and the opposite. And you're like, great. No one's found it. It's exactly what I wanted it to be. Yeah. 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 Frustrating. But yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Cool. Hi, Dave here from that movie list podcast. Now, you know me. I live for the little surprises that life throws at you. 
Finding a fiver in the pocket of an old coat. Thinking you'd eaten the last biscuit in the tin, only to discover there's an entire second layer. Waking up, thinking your alarm will be going off soon. Then realising it's 2am and you can just roll over and go back to sleep. Well, I've got another surprise for you. Remember wrestling from the 90s and early 2000s? Well, it's still happening today under the WWE brand. And even better, the Views from the Sofa Network has a podcast about it to help get you back up to speed. On it, the guys preview the upcoming main events and predict the outcomes of each match as part of an ongoing league. There's also the opportunity for you to win free WWE merch each round by playing along as well. So, if you want to restart your love affair with wrestling and potentially win some merch, why not listen in to the Wrestling Predict Cast wherever you get your podcasts from. Right. Any honourable mentions you want to throw out there? No, I think we've covered all my honourable mentions as well. What, you got any? Um, I think we're going to come back to some. Okay. In fact, that's what we're going to look at now for the quiz. Here's the sting. A little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Erica by my side. A little bit of Rita's all I need. A little bit of Tina's what I see. A little bit of Sandra in the sun. A little bit of Mary all night long. A little bit of Jessica, here I am. A little bit of quiz makes me your man that was the that was the point for the sting i never know what to do for that bit so that's good i didn't like that one by the way i thought that was rubbish oh it took a lot of time and effort that yeah wasn't worth it fair enough a lot of people (laughs) would say that about uh yeah let's move on okay so for your quiz dave you're going to do a reverse easter egg hunt Ooh. That doesn't mean I'm going to come around your house and throw Easter eggs at you. What it means (laughs) is I'm going to give you a list of Easter eggs, and you've got to tell me the one that isn't. Okay, that's good. It'll make sense when we get to it. That's good. Okay. There are seven in total. You're going to learn a little bit about things. Some of them are clever. Some of them aren't. We'll see. Okay. (laughs) I think they're quite clever. I was quite proud of myself for this quiz. Um, Which of these movies did not accidentally predict a future film so films featured in these movies actually got made later on okay they weren't production they weren't supposed to but films later on then got made that were foreshadowed in these in these films which one doesn't have one okay is it back to the future 2 is it halloween or is it i am legend which of those films does not contain a foreshadowed movie Easter egg? Back to the Future 2, Halloween, or I Am Legend? I'm going to say Halloween. And you'd be wrong. Ooh. So in Halloween, they're playing the film The Thing on the TV. It's a massive hit for John Carpenter, who would then go on to remake the movie the thing right okay yeah little easter egg nice okay in i am legend you know which film is foreshadowed in i am legend uh no batman versus superman in the future that has been destroyed by these weird zombie things that will smith lives in there's massive movie posters up for batman versus superman years before that movie exists so even thought about being made so that foreshadowed that movie and the one that doesn't is Back to the Future 2. What film is featured in Back to the Future 2? 
uh, Back to the Future. Three. Jaws 8. Brilliant. Jaws 8 is in Back to the Future 2. So there's Brilliant. a film in there, but it's not, not a real one. So there you go. <laughs> Which uh, of these cars were not featured in the Ready Player One opening challenge race? Okay. So, which of these were not featured? The A-Team van, the kit from Knight Rider, kit car from Knight Rider, the 1966 Batmobile, or Ghostbusters Ecto-1. So, which one of those cars, I'll say them again, which one of these cars were not featured in the Ready Player One race scene? The A-Team van, kit from Knight Rider, the 1966 Batmobile, or Ghostbusters Ecto-1? What's the A-Team van? You'd be wrong. The 18 van is in there. Is it the Batmobile? That's in there too. Oh, wow. That was my other guess. It's Ghostbusters Ecto-1. Huh. That doesn't That's in the feature. movie though, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not in the race scene. Right, okay. I think it might be in the big scene at the end, but it's not in the race scene. Okay. It better not be on the list that I read and looked at and did all this <laughs> research for. So if it is, um, don't at me. Simple as that. I made a mistake. So, yeah, okay. so the, definitely 18 van, definitely kit from Knight Rider, and the 1966 Batmobile, which is the least cool of all Batmobiles. <laughs> I mean, you'd want the tumbler. Who's driving the one with the friggin' open top thing that looks like, I mean, come on. Yeah, it's disgusting. That's the turning circle on that. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Number three. Okay. Which of these actors did not play a stormtrooper? in the most recent Star Wars return films. So, okay, so you've got the three films. Famous people played Stormtroopers, never saw their faces. We just had to be told afterwards. But which of these four did not play a Stormtrooper? Was okay. it Daniel Craig, Tom Hardy, Simon Pegg, or Ed Sheeran? Which one of those four? Daniel Craig, Tom Hardy, Simon Pegg, or Ed Sheeran did not play a Stormtrooper. I'm going to go Tom Hardy. And you'd be wrong. <sighs> three Tom from Hardy three. was a Stormtrooper. Pardon? Three from three. Three from three? <laughs> yep. The person that did not play a Stormtrooper, which means the other three did, was Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg played the slave owner person that owned um, uh, that owned Ray before she left the island on the big monstery beastie thing right. uh, he showed up and got that part which means that Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper Daniel Craig was the stormtrooper that Ray convinces to let her go when she's locked in the Death Star copy and then Tom Hardy and Ed Sheeran were apparently stormtroopers as well but I don't know who they were <laughs> I, seen, I, re I remembered Simon Pegg doing interviews uh, saying he was in Star Wars which is what threw me, but he was in it. He just wasn't a stormtrooper. Was yeah, sneaky. I was being a bit sly there. That was sneaky. Yeah, it was. Which one of these actors has not made a Marvel Cinematic Universe cameo? And these aren't Stanley. So which of these have not been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a cameo? Okay. Mm, a Marvel cameo, one of these in the Cinematic Universe. Okay, we'll move on. Brad Pitt. Matt Damon. Sylvester Stallone or Will Smith? Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Sylvester Stallone or Will Smith? Which one of those has not been making a Marvel cameo? Will Smith. Oh, he's got it right. Yes. 
can you name the cameos in other movies? Can you name where Brad Pitt was, where Matt Damon was, and where Sylvester Stallone was? Well, Stallone was in Guardians. Yes, he was. That was a bit of a weak one. That wasn't that much of a cameo. That was more. Nah, of a, it's a bigger part than a cameo. But I'm, I'm that was gonna, a fairly big role. That was. Was actually. I think he'll be big in Guardians Three. I'd hope. Hmm. Um. I think. Were Matt Damon and Brad Pitt in the same scene? No. No. I'm going to say one of them was like a truck driver or something. No. No. Uh, go on, tell me. Matt Damon was in Thor Ragnarok. You seen that? Yep. So Thor Ragnarok, when Thor comes back to Asgard and there, and Loki's doing the recreation of the death of Loki, and he's got two actors. The guy playing Loki, I think, is Matt Damon. He's playing Loki or Thor. Um, oh, okay. Matt Damon's in that role, just really randomly. He's one of those two actors recreating that scene. Nice. And cheating a bit, but it'll be part of the MCU guaranteed soon. Is Deadpool two? Yep. You know, he puts together his super team, and one of them's the invisible, uh, the invisible guy. Yeah. He gets electrocuted. When he gets electrocuted, it's Brad Pitt. Yeah. I've watched that. In fact, we started watching that a week or so ago when it was on. So they go look out yeah. for those. And Will nice. Smith, that I'm aware of, hasn't been in any Marvel movies. Nice. I'm aware of. Which of these? non-cinematic universe so they're marvel movies before the cinematic universe which one of these did not have a stanley cameo so all of the ones from iron man onwards have had stanley cameos he's been in every single one there was loads of marvel movies before then and a couple afterwards that haven't been part which one of these did not have a stanley cameo was it the first spider-man with tobey Maguire? x-men 2 or x2 for the purists fantastic four or Venom. Which one of those was Stanley not in? So was he was he not in Spider Man? Was he not in X Men Two? Was he not in Fantastic Four? The, the you know the the one with Chris Evans and and the color what not the really dark nasty evil one that we don't talk about? Mm. Or was he not in Venom? Which one? I don't remember him in Venom. I'm gonna say Venom. He was in Venom. Oh right, okay. He uh, he was walking his dog. And Venom had a scene with him really randomly. Oh, I nice. didn't remember that either when I was researching it. Nice. He's not in X Men Two. Hmm. There you go. He's in the others. Any, any reason? Um, he wasn't necessarily like a, a stalwart. Let's get him in all these movies by that point. And I think he's in X Men right. One. So I guess by that point they kind of went, well, we, he's done his cameo. He's in X Men One. So they didn't put him in X-Men 2, didn't put him in X-Men 4. He, I think he's back in X-Men 3. He's also not in any of the darker ones. So he's not in, like, um, Punisher movies. He's not in um, anyone that's at Marvel but a bit more grim and grimy before the MCU. So there's actually a fair few that he's not in. But, <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Cool. Alfred Hitchcock makes cameos, Dave. He does. In not all of his films. Which one of these four movies did he not make a cameo in? Okay. Downhill. Never heard Psycho. Of heard of that. Torn Curtain. I just like the name of that film. <laughs> and The Man Who Knew Too Much, which is ironic for this quiz. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Torn Curtain. Oh, you'd be wrong. <sighs> it's downhill. Downhill. Again, ironically. 
I've got nothing more to say about that. Look out for Alfred Hitchcock cameos in all of his <laughs> movies except the ones he made in Britain before he went to Hollywood. There you go. <laughs> wow. Which is why oh, you've wow. never heard of Downhill because it's not that famous. I not thought I, I was proper. Oh, movies Alfred Hitchcock's not made cameos in. Great. I've not heard of any of these. Brilliant. <laughs> That's going to be really easy then, isn't it? So let's <laughs> let's throw in Torn Curtain, which is another film I'd never heard of either. Nice. Last question. Okay. Which one of these films? bit cryptic this bear with me which one of these films features an easter egg but wasn't supposed to right okay the fast and the furious the wizard of oz the rocky horror picture show or dr no the rocky horror picture show do you know that for certain yes you'd be absolutely right (laughs) go on tell the tell the story so this is this is what people reckon is the beginning of Easter eggs, isn't it? Mm. Did you see this? Did you read this? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So they had an Easter egg hunt on set during one of the while they were filming this. Didn't find them all. Yeah. So randomly, and I've seen pictures. Randomly in the movie, you will literally see Easter eggs in the film in the background of scenes that are completely unrelated to anything, completely <laughs> unexplained, and they are literally there because they were searching for Easter egg Easter eggs on one day in the scene. So that's another one to look out for. I quite like that. It almost made me top five, but I've not actually seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. No. Nope. Um, so I didn't want to include it. But there you go. That's that was, very that good. was all right. That was just another way to get sneak more Easter eggs into me uh, into the top five. There you go, Dave. Yeah, I enjoyed that nice little, uh, little cameo session. That was good. Yeah, not bad at all. Right. Have you got a What's My Name again? I certainly do. Hit, hit. We gotta play the sting. Here you go, sting. What's my name? Right. What's what's my name again, Dave? So what's my name again is where we pick the uh, number one film of the person that didn't do the quiz, and we go through the credits according to IMDb, um, and find a character in there that didn't get a named part and we go and do a little bit of research about them and go and find out what they've been what they've been in what they've been up to since how they're getting on generally and find that all elusive future oscar winner yep well (laughs) this 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 guy isn't that guy oh Um, okay so he's been typecast a little bit Typecast so, when you don't get a name. Is this, is, yeah. this, is this another one of your priests? <laughs> it's not. No, it's not. He's, uh, he's he's had a decent little career, to be honest, which is why I picked him. So, in The Departed, my number one film, you can scroll down until you find Joseph Rickaben or Rickabene. Oh, let's find. Let's. I want to. I want to find him. Joseph Rickabene. Joseph yeah. Rickabene. And he uh, plays. Classic role of kneecapped bank robber does exactly what it says on the tin there, doesn't it? Uh, Yep, you can tell exactly who he's supposed to be. Kneecapped bank robber. Imagine getting that part. (laughs) Okay, let's find out. I want to know what came first. Was it was it the role or the name of the role that came first? (laughs) That's what I want to know. So, um, yeah. So Joseph has been in a few things of similar ilk so he's been in um blue bloods yep 
playing Larry Boniello. Inevitably a gangster. That sounds gangster, doesn't it? That sounds like an Italian mobster, doesn't it? He's been in Boardwalk Empire with a repeating role. Inevitably as a gangster. Frankie yeah. Yale. Frank Yale, definitely a gangster. And he's also been in The Irishman playing inevitably a, a gangster called Jimmy the Weasel Fratiano. <laughs> Gutted Jimmy the Weasel. I mean, there's, a, there's, a couple, there's a couple of names you don't want to be called in an Italian mobster <laughs> movie, in it? Jimmy the Weasel. You know, Frankie the Snitch. You don't. There, there's names you do not want. You know, <laughs> and the Weasel's not a good role, is it? But not really, no. Yeah. So no, he, I, I just thought he was an interesting one because he, he's got a good, great role in *The Departed*, but he's also sort of carved out a bit of a patchy career as a as a gangster. So, in fact, the, uh, the, the, *The Departed* is where he's got like the least. It's the only role that I see here. He's not named in. Yeah. No, he's got it's the he's only got one where he doesn't get actually get a name. Yeah. But now Stepping is it one? Joseph Riccobini, Riccobeni, Riccoben, Joe, Joe for sure. Do you think he's like around gangsters? Been around mobsters? Um. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a maybe. I don't know. Just that, that's happened in the past. I know people from The Sopranos were actually mobsters in real life, in, in some of those actors, and had experience with it. So, yeah. But you know, they, they, I mean, The Departed. If you you said about him not winning Oscars, The Departed won an Oscar. The Irishman yeah. won Oscars. Has the Irishman been up for Oscars yet? Is that going to be think this, it did, it yeah. last year? Wasn't it? I think the Irishman won Oscars. Yeah. That, that movie, this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Boardwalk um, Empire and Blue Bloods won uh, Emmys. Emmys. They must have, mustn't they? Definitely won yeah. Emmys. So, you know, all he's got to do is find that right gangster role. And that could be it. Could be the making of him. Yeah, absolutely. But as always, the next time you're watching The Departed and you see a bank robber without kneecaps, (laughs) turn to your friend, your loved one, and go, here's an Easter egg for you. That... He's Joseph Riccobini. <laughs> yeah, it's not even Easter. It's freaking August. That's Joseph Riccobini, also known as Jimmy the Weasel in Martin Scorsese's epic The Irishman. There you go. So there you go. Thank you very much for that. Well, thank you. Um, the plugs, Dave. Oh, I thought we were just going to go out then without having to do the plugs. Oh no, I've got to do the plugs this time because I've 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 prepped a little bit. Ooh. Because usually what I say to people is just search for, but this time I'm actually going to give you ats and actual places to go. Oh wow! So if you want to tell us your lists, if you want to tell us whether you agree with our Easter eggs, if you want to complain because Dave spoilt um, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, then get in touch at at MovieListPod on Facebook and Twitter at MovieListPod, and you'll find this list and links to every other episode you can find in fact if you want to find all of our episodes go to views from the sofa network.com and they're all listed there or just search for it in whatever podcast provider you use and yeah. we're part of the views from the sofa network which is also home to from the canvas the boxing podcast the wrestling predict cast which is a wrestling podcast and some other podcasts coming soon new ones dave the Team uh, I, Sheet podcast, which is going to revolutionise football podcasts, and What Your Mum Doesn't Know podcast, 
which is about parenting and features two people who should not be doing a podcast about parenting. That all sounds like classic content. <sighs> be enthusiastic, all right? It's a network here. Got to, got to do with the plugs. I don't know what to say. Okay. Um, so there you go. If you want details on any of those, go to viewsfromthesofanetwork.com and you'll find everything you need. I think, wow, we've done a pretty good, solid job there. Uh, happy Easter, Dave. Happy Easter, Ben. Definitely have to release this at Easter, don't I? Yes, you do. Or as an Easter egg, I couldn't, I like, don't release it at Easter. I do it at Christmas. Right? That'll throw. Yeah. <laughs> the way I, the way I planned and prepared for this, it could easily be Christmas. <laughs> so, say bye, Dave. Goodbye.